looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I'm one crazy nerf Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. This is Brian Ruby, and you're listening to Crazy Train your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc, Jonathan Steele. 
boy do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this next guest is truly a, what I would say, go-getter on multiple levels. He not only has a new single debuting, debuting as of today, I wrote my notes to say this for tomorrow, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> the song is called Left Field. However, he is also a trailblazing baseball player besides being a rising country music artist based in Nashville. However, he is from my neck of the woods as well over in Contra Hawken, why I'm a South Philly guy, but it's 15, 20 minutes as long as the school ain't jammed up. So anyway, in September 2021, he has become the only active ball player to come out gay. And his story was featured in USA Today, as well as a hundred plus different media outlets, whether it be CBS, Yahoo, Bleacher Report, Teen Vogue, other things. So in any aspect, it's tough to run with one career, whether it be, let alone two, I should say, in the entertainment genre, whether it be sports and or music. So why don't we go ahead and say hello to Mr. Brian Ruby. We will dive into some of this. Brian, how you doing, sir? Yes, sir. I'm doing good. How are you? Can't complain and thank God for editing. So first and foremost, like I said, born in the Philadelphia area, Montgomery County, give or take the border there with Contra Hawkins, currently in Nashville. So yes, obviously, sir. obviously, first and foremost, we have left field coming out as of the today and the recording. So how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good. You know, I, I don't you know, it's my first song that I've ever put out. So um, I've been here in Nashville for a couple of years. I've been writing songs with with other people for other people but this was really the first one like for me and um you know it's always a little nervous i opened up spotify at uh midnight and saw it pop up and that was a nice nice little moment felt good but um you know i don't know i don't know who's gonna stream it who's gonna play it you know i i, I definitely was um was was proud of it felt good felt like it was um is the right song you know to start out with upbeat rocking um sort of country rock vibe it's got like the got a little bit of the the heartland rock influence i grew up on my dad was a bruce springsteen fan john mellencamp um and uh you know mixed with country um and it's it's a summer song, so it's perfect for, you know, beach, barbecue, ballpark, that type of vibe. And um, the band just crushed it. We were rocking, and I'm feeling good about it. And I will also throw in there the obvious other baseball song in John Fogarty's Center Field. Center Field, absolutely. That's on my playlist. Yeah, that's a good one. So... Let me touch on the 
baseball side real quick and we'll get back into music sir mm-hmm. and are you currently signed with anybody what's your baseball status as we speak as we speak so right now during june you know i'm doing this song and trying to raise money for our charity which uh i can tell you about later but um not at the moment but as soon as june's over yes i will be i haven't announced it yet but i'm going back to play ball and uh but uh, it, it would have been real tough to put this out and do all this charity stuff while in the middle of playing. So um, I kind of gave myself like a month to uh, get it out and get it, you know, get around and, and do our thing. And uh, then I'll be back to it. OK, so obviously you're waiting to announce, but I I got to Are we looking at independent ball or are we talking affiliated ball? probably at this point independent um it'll be i got a couple options um still haven't really even decided you know i'm trying to get through this but um trying to get through june but uh, yeah i'm feeling good about it i think um like i had a good year last year for the level i was at um and uh you know looking forward to getting back on the field okay right on and we'll leave that as there and announcement will be coming soon as far as this year's remainder of the season. But I'm curious to know, as I mentioned in the introduction, you came out publicly last year in September. And obviously, for the most part, I would say the world has changed when it comes to, for the most part, you still get pockets of bullshit and such. But in terms of sports and being a professional ball player and such, what has been the response been? Uh, And with teammates and such, was it everybody like, okay, business as usual, what you do in your downtime is your business. What's the response been for you? That was actually pretty close to the exact response that I got, which was kind of great, honestly, you know, so I could just like, I've done a lot of interviews about it um, since the season was over, but like during the season, I really only did one interview about it. So I could just get back to being a ball player and finish out the year playing well. Um, But most people haven't really cared, um, which is cool with me. You know, Um, my point in, in saying it in the first place was, I guess, like growing up as a kid back in PA, um, you know, I couldn't really see anybody like me playing ball. Um, so I felt like, you know, here I am, I might not be the best ball player in the world by any means. <laughs> if I could, I'd be suiting up for the Phillies tomorrow, believe me, <laughs> but, uh, or the Orioles. Um, I know you're a Baltimore fan, but uh, right on. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's, that was kind of the reason I, uh, I did it in the first place. And, um, you know, I didn't want to feel like I had to hide anymore playing sports or doing this music stuff. And, you know, um, most of the guys didn't care, which is cool. And, um, you know, it's actually turned into quite a good thing because we have like it's kind of like the lyrics, even though this wasn't the real intention of it. All the best things come out of left field um, that turned into the opportunity to create a charity um, that 
helps to sort of raise money and do some programs that help like younger kids like me um, back home. So that was that was cool. And it, it's uh, it's turned into a positive thing, I think, for the most part, um, you know, musically, people in Nashville really couldn't care less either. They just cared uh, if my songs were good. And um, like the producer that I, I wanted to work with, you know, he he was all about the song. Um, the other songwriters that I was working with, they same thing pretty much for them. So that that was cool to see, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, that was kind of how it all turned out. So obviously, before we get into proudtobeinbaseball.org, which is the organization that you started, I want to go ahead and put left field in right here. Awesome. Come on! Is that right? Sail beat around old guitar. The Louisville slugger left in the schoolyard. Is that box of 45s at your cousin's house that you turned on, dragged up and wore them all out? Is waking up the snow on Christmas Day the last pick kid with the winning play? Is that first real kiss in the dashboard light? Didn't see it coming, but it changed your life. Gotta see who you are and do what you can, but don't miss a living job. that catchy tune that summer field a barbecues the ballparks everything that brian had said 
you know, so like he mentioned earlier, go ahead to Spotify, all the fun stuff to check that out. We're also going to have links for all his stuff, his website on all versions of this. So awesome. You want to check it out. Feel free with some of the links, like subscribe, all that fun stuff that we're supposed to say. But let's go ahead and jump into proud to be in baseball.org, which there'll be a link for it as well. So obviously it's from what I understand, the first and only nonprofit to help young, young LBGT kids who want to play baseball. So with that being said, what do you look at? What's the focus in terms of connecting the two? Yeah. So like when I, when that article went up about me, I had a bunch of kids kind of not just kids, like, you know, ball players of all ages, high school, college, pro, you know, um, retired ball players um, would email me or message me on social media and, you know, basically tell them, tell me uh, their story. And I guess, you know, I, we kind of got the idea. I got it with two sort of been working with two other guys. Um, one guy's name is Michael Holland. The other one's Sam Colwell. They're both former baseball players. Um, but we all kind of got together and thought, well, maybe we should just, you know, band together and, and like kind of pool our, our uh, resources and um, create this group and try to help out some of the younger uh, ball players like us. So um, you know, it's, it, it's been rewarding, like getting those messages, you know, maybe we'll do, um, an interview or we'll do an event and, you know, some, somebody will see it or they'll pass it along to somebody they know. And, you know, um, I guess like, uh, I don't, didn't really think any, anybody like in this day and age, when we all got a phone in our pocket, you know, nobody should have to feel like they're the only one in the entire world like them who who plays their sport, plays baseball. No kid should ever have to feel like alone, um, especially when you can Google pretty much anything, you know. So that that was kind of why we set up shop. You know, we started with a website. Um, we just we built our instagram we're we're about to start building our tiktok <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be uh interesting for me but with the uh, flowing fabio hair <laughs> yeah right right yeah that's what people actually in baseball sometimes then when i get heckled like i'll know if i'm playing well like they'll say fabio what's up Fabio, you know they'll, they'll if i strike out or something and you know it's all well and good. I, I get it. But uh, the hair was like a baseball thing originally because I had a um, buzz cut my whole life, level one, you know, at, from Supercuts. And um, I decided, well, maybe I just grow like a little more. And so I grew like a little more. And then I started hitting better. And I thought, you know, baseball players, we're all superstitious. Yeah. Yep, you know it. And I just kept it going. So here we are. <laughs> well, before I continue with the organization, I want to bring this up. And I'm yeah. curious now, is it focused in one particular area as far as when you do events, whether it be in Nashville or 
back up in PA or is yeah. it, are you guys looking to travel? What's the yeah, end do. goal with that? Well, the end goal is to be able to just go to a bunch of different places. Uh, we've done stuff in Nashville. We've done stuff back in PA. You know, those are like the two nearest and dearest places to my heart because, you know, that's where I was born and then where I live now. But um, I think, you know, we're, we're going to be getting out there. We're, we'll go pretty much wherever people invite us, you know. Um, so I think we're, we're trying to expand as much as we can. Um, obviously, it's like a small group small team of people, but, um, you know, we're, we're down to go pretty much wherever. And, um, like I, I just got a call, um, yesterday from, uh, a, a college team in Massachusetts. So I think at some point we're going to go up there, meet the guys, you know, hang out, um, and, uh, do some type of event. We got to figure it out. But, um, it's it's expanding, I'd say slowly but surely. Well, I'm sitting here thinking as you talk about that, the growth of the organization. Obviously, you're still young and such, but there is a couple baseball lifers that I am have become acquainted with. Yeah, pretty good. That one being the former. Baseball Hall of Fame president Jeff Idelson and Gene Froth, Damn. who is a been a professional photographer for years. She's done photos all over the world with, and they have a project on Route 66, getting to the heart of uh, baseball and such. Nice. And I definitely want to, and I'm saying this publicly because I think kind of with what you want to do and what they do, it might be a good fit. So I want to at least make the introduction between the two parties. So totally. Yeah. We'll take all intros we can get. I mean, you know, we want to, we definitely want to work with anybody and everybody and try to help. um, You know, it's a really positive thing. The whole mission is to make sure the younger ball players don't feel like they're alone. You know, they, uh, the guys come and find us. We don't really, you know, we do these events and they, they come to us. So it's, uh, it's been a cool, cool thing. I'm definitely down to talk to those guys. I definitely think because of what they do, they do a lot of stuff with kids and youth baseball and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, whether something happens or not, I don't know, but I do think it's a, an appropriate introduction. I think you guys will see what happens. So yeah. I'm definitely, as long as I have your okay, I'll pass along your number and let's see what happens. Yes, cool with me. So baseball is not just you and the family. And if I read this right, because we know everything on the internet is true, (laughs) is you have a brother that currently plays down in Virginia. So is that still the case? And how's he doing with the game? My dad, uh, my dad's a high school baseball coach. Um, My brother is a um is a freshman you know he's uh just kind of getting going on his on his uh baseball journey i think he's uh he's playing in the in the league it's uh i think it's the appalachian league or or some some new type of summer league um down in east tennessee um this summer so he's 
he's got a he's got to get a little bit bigger, stronger. You know, he's kind of a a wiry freshman, but he's a good ball player, and I think he's got a chance to. He might have a he has a chance, you know, to be a lot better than me one day. Um, he he would if he was on, he would say he would he would be nagging me saying that he would, he's already better, but I. You know, that's that's my little brother right there, always nagging me. <laughs> <laughs> Usually the case, but like you said, uh, dad's coaching as well. So it's multi-generational thing. Yeah. And yeah. we were kind of joking about your sports fandom as we were hit record. And I totally get it being from the area. Yeah. And I like... A lot of the old school guys, Reggie White and Joyner, Seth Joyner and uh-huh. Randall. And I even, if I wasn't coughing a little bit, I don't know why today, I guess swallowed something in the wrong hole. I would yeah. do a good Andy Reid. Um, uh, um, and then um, um, uh, we need to, uh, uh, and I'm, and, uh, um, and, uh, um, this is, uh, um, um, uh, um, time's yours. But, uh, you are a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I got to ask, is your season tickets next to trout? Oh, man, I wish, I wish I had that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> In independent baseball, we're not making that kind of money. I'll tell now, you that. Uh, trust me. I know I worked, uh, in the Atlantic league for several years and, yeah. You would be familiar with the River Sharks when they were around, so. Totally. Yeah, I've, I, been, I've been to a bunch of River Sharks games growing up. Yeah, so I know the kind of money that guys do or maybe not so much make on that level, yeah. so. Not so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me, I know. Man, I would. I wish I could tell some of the locker room stories because I started off at 17 as a bat boy. Went uh-huh. on to be the mascot and then did some other things. And Mascot. That's pretty yeah, cool. Hammer. The original Hammer. But, yeah, yeah. So, I probably took a picture with you as a kid. Oh, God. I, if, you, if you have that, I'd love to see it. But I, mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know where. Somewhere. Yeah, but, somewhere. But Probably my mom's basement or something. There is a... Just from the first year, guys who were in the bigs, like Jacob uh-huh. Brumfield and Kim Batiste, who was a loved in the Phillies. And God, I wish I could tell some of those stories, but I know Kim would be rolling in his grave if I told some of those stories. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you know, just as much as I do that what goes on in the locker room stays in the locker room. Oh, man, there's some shenanigans, man. I mean, that's. <laughs> That's the baseball locker room, though. We're always doing something. Well, I'll put this out there. Let's just say that year is the bad boy when the team started. I finish up my duties out there. Game ends. Everybody's, you know, filed into the locker room. And for the most part, half the team's showered and dressed and eating dinner and other guys are getting ready to get cleaned up. And you know how it is in a locker room. Yeah. So I decide to, I'm my locker is in a corner near the showers and I got uh-huh. literally, and I, I do love it. And I 
joke about Kim and Jacob and all those guys, but they took me under their wing for some reason. Uh, I'm between them and a the locker room, uh-huh. my locker. So grab my shit, go to get the shower before my ride comes to get me. Well, this is one of those funny baseball stories you, I can tell because it involves me. Right. So sure enough, quick rinse off, shower, go to walk the 10 feet from the shower to the locker room to get dressed yeah. and everything and leave. Well, I come strolling out. Well, first around the corner where you hang your towel and stuff, they got the hooks and such. Yeah. My towel's gone. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Ha ha ha. You know, right. Right. It's a part. It's my personal towel, not the towel that they usually have in the locker room for the guys and stuff. Right, okay, right. okay. Ha ha ha. So I'm dripping wet, walking to my locker. Uh-huh. Go to my locker, my bag, my toiletries, my clothes, oh, no. everything, everything is oh. gone. Oh no. <laughs> Kim, oh. and I found out afterwards. Kim, I love you. I hope you're resting in peace, brother. But Kim had decided to take all my stuff, you know, my change of clothes and my bag and toiletries and all that. He put them in the hall. Now, mind you, you know, in the locker room here, nobody is going to stooge anybody off. That's just that code. Right. Yeah. And this was why my initiation to that code, which is cool. I never spoke out of the locker room. But this is that welcome to the club, kid. While the trainer room is probably 10 yards from where I'm at in the locker room. He's kind of giving me the, hey, it's like your shit's outside. Your your shit's out in the hall. Yeah. So I act like I didn't see Phil doing this and open the door. There's my shit in the middle of the hall. So I got to leave the locker room and walk about 10 feet, get my shit and go jog quickly, grab my shit, turn around. I think I'm free and clear. Open a door. Well, of course you got guys holding a door. So I can't, <laughs> right. From inside the locker room. I can't open a door They're, You know, they're having fun with this. Yeah. And the door behind me in the hall. Cause you had the way the building or the stadium was set up. You have, when I made the right out the locker room, there uh-huh. was a door to the front office and you make the left ahead to the bullpen cages and out to the field. Uh-huh. Well, mind you, this stuff is behind me at this point. I'm trying to open the locker room door. They're holding it, screwing with me. Yeah, yeah. have everybody, yeah. and and you can hear guys snickering. <laughs> yes, jackass. You know, you know they're doing that. Yeah, you can hear them through the door laughing. Yeah, but a door behind me that led to the front office, I hear open. It's one of those big steel doors. I'm like, oh god, uh-huh. and it's oh. one. Oh is, no, here isn't it the female liaison from the front office to the guys who oh, handles you know oh. like their the, the apartments and travel and you know all oh, that kind oh, of stuff. Oh no, yeah. And she goes, <laughs> Croc, why am I seeing your ass? Yeah. <laughs> and why are you holding your stuff out here? Uh and of course everybody hears this, lets me in. And it's like yeah. Oh, and it's, well, welcome to the crew, kids. I know it's wow. a long, drawn-out story, but you, I'm sure you see shit like that all the time. 
That's classic. That's like oh. a classic baseball like, story. Oh. And I, like I said, I found out it was Kim Batiste that started the whole thing. So, yeah. like I said, Kim, I loved you, but damn. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's some, that's some <laughs> typical shenanigans. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure we can sit and tell stories off air, drinking a couple of drinks. And, yeah. And, and it's, but it's all we can sit and laugh about them. It's all. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, the guys, you just like once you're one of the guys, they, they love you. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that's that's baseball, man. We spend so much time together, like um, on the road, like in the clubhouse, like, you know, even pregame BP, we're there like hours early. It's really just hanging out at the stadium all day. So yeah. sometimes I bring my guitar, sometimes I like, uh, you know, especially if we're on a road trip, like I'll I'll be able to play some stuff and it kind of kill time. It's actually kind of gotten me good at like playing country songs. I mean, that's kind of what I what I uh, what I got into, and um, it's a uh, it's it's good to have like that that guitar on the road trip, so it give you something to do because. You know, there's a lot of time in between the games. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure the guys in the locker room and who are on the bus or whatnot are very entertained. Froze up for one sec there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, that probably leads to some shenanigans, but entertainment on the bus or in the locker room and on stuff with the guitar, which is good, so... Yeah, totally, totally. To combine the love, or both loves, I should say, I Uh did, because I was doing a little stalking of social media and such, I tend to do that when getting ready to talk to somebody. There was a picture of you, or a couple, at Dodger Stadium, which I'm going July. Uh Uh-huh. You did the national anthem, so how was that to combine both uh, things again? It was cool. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous. You know, <laughs> that's a tough song. Like, and I wasn't doing a super snazzy version or anything. I just, you know, I'm just trying to do a, do a regular kind of get through it version, solid country version of it. And uh, it was cool. I mean, it was nice of the Dodgers to let me sing it. Um, I'm going to probably, hopefully be singing it in a bunch of different places coming up. And um, it's a nice way to like combine baseball and do some music stuff i would never actually sing it like right before i was playing you know that would be too much i kind of like to if i'm playing i like to you know put my glasses on and get ready to rock but um i'm playing baseball that is but yeah um, you know when i'm when like when i did it, it that was um it was definitely it was a little outside of my comfort zone, you know, to do it on that type of stage. But um, it, it turned out good, I think. I That's mean, always good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It was a good, good first one in the big leagues. Like I, uh, I did. Uh, I did. I've done a few like um, sort of minor leagues before. I did that one, so it was a nice little warm up. But um, yeah, that's that's the anthem for you. I'm thinking about doing a. 
I, somebody asked me like, um, to do a, a, like a recorded version. So, you know, they could play it, um, for, uh, it was like a college team, college, college baseball thing. Um, so, you know, that's a lot easier. So you don't actually have to go. <laughs> nice. But, uh, and you also get unlimited takes in the studio. Exactly. You know, the beauty of being in a recording studio. You could just, if you don't like it, you just do it over again. So I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks, probably. Nice. And it was funny. I was getting a text message from a, another musician we're going to have on in about two weeks. Uh-huh. And it's like, so I don't know what it is. Karma or I'm not big believer in any of that kind of thing. But this guy I was texting with is in Nashville too. And he's from uh-huh. Marlton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's- so it's like the past couple of days I've had ties with, we got you. We got the one from Marlton. We had one yesterday from uh, Bella Kenwood. So it's like, holy yeah. shit, like all these. All these yeah. musicians, man. I mean, it's like Nashville is like the place to go, I think, if you can. Like, it's a, even if you're not doing super country stuff. like um, There's so many things and genres in Nashville. Yeah, totally. It's not that. I mean, I can get back in a day, you know, if I can drive and hop in my truck. And usually if I'm driving back, I'll leave pretty early in the morning so I can kind of get through a bunch before it gets to be rush hour. Um, but I got a good place. I stop in Virginia, um, for like, a. I usually, I got this barbecue restaurant. I always, every trip I always stop at for lunch. Cause it's like a good halfway point. Um, You're almost a DC and such, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like maybe two hours before DC. But it's like uh, the D.C., it's it's tough to get through that area because all that traffic. I try to get, you know, not do it at rush hour. But if you get if you start hitting there, like I know we're going inside baseball here, folks. No, but uh, if you hit there. Two o'clock, two to five, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes I'll drive it. Sometimes I'll fly it. Like there's a good flight. Southwest. Can, Southwest. Yeah. Pretty easily into Philly. I can get into Allentown um, if I need to. If that's not bad. That's like an hour from my parents' house. Um, I can get in on Allegiant, you know, <laughs> uh, on the Allentown. That's a, that's one that they have. I think there's like a flight twice a week from Nashville. So I get back when I can. I'm getting back. I'm playing a show in Ambler, PA, and on uh, July 2nd. So that'll be the next time I'm back. I am definitely going to have to see if I can arrange to come up to Ambler, I think. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one because I get to do like – I'm on for like three hours. I mean, they – you know, if I'm coming, they, they have me do – they had me play for a while. So that's, it's some originals, but a whole bunch of cover songs, people request stuff, you know, um, I'll play country. I'll play some pop songs, some rock songs. It's a good vibe. Yeah. Well, definitely going to have to look at that. We have each other's information. I'm going to have to make that work because I'm not going to LA till the end of July. I'm going to do both. I'm going to do both the angels and the Dodgers. Oh, nice. You, you can yeah. see how I plan that to yeah. so I could go see another local guy that Mike Trout. 
Yeah. And he really, I mean, it's tough because he doesn't, they don't play in Philly barely at all. They, you know? they were here last weekend, but I didn't, I had a spot in Yankee stadium to go. Oh, wow. So it was like, I got to go to New York, you know? Yeah. So are you doing a ballpark tour? Or are you doing like a whole trying to hit all of them? I'm going to try to hit as many as I can. So, yeah. And if yeah. I can, I know this sounds wrong. If I get fit it show related, I'm in, you yeah. know what I mean? If I have yeah. a reason to go to that city, it's like, okay, can I, can I work it around a sports schedule? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like I almost do the exact same thing. You know, um, like if I'm singing, if I'm playing a bar or some type of music gig somewhere, um, then I'll try to see who's playing, you know, that day and try to hit them up and say, you know, you got a national anthem singer, try to kind of combo the two. And, you know, uh, it's, it's LA would be cool. It's, uh, I was just there. Um, and, uh, it's it's definitely it's it's very different to Nashville, but it's a vibe. And I've never been uh, there other than passing through the airport. Yeah, the, it's uh, you're gonna need a rental car because public transportation is a little tough. But um, like especially getting all the way to Anaheim. But uh, you could hit up San Diego when you're there. I've never been down to the Padres Stadium, but that's one I've always wanted to go to. I heard they have. My father's been there for work and. He sent me a picture at a, they do this thing at San Diego, like Taco Tuesday or something. Yeah. For like tacos for a buck or two bucks. Yeah. And of course I get a picture of him going like this, <laughs> taco in a taco in a tray and a beer. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, you know, screwing with me. So yeah. I actually, Classic. but the good thing about going out there is a co-host for when we have wrestling guests and stuff was a uh-huh. long-time wrestling photographer and still kind of is uh-huh. since the 60s. He lives out there, but he was a oh. dentist by trade. Wow. So he's uh-huh. going to show me around and we're going to do the games and whatnot. Nice. I have then another friend of the show is close to San Diego. So I might try to see, hey, I might be ringing the guy's phone going, hey, I might come out because he lives in like the mountains and, you know, like he's, in a rural era before you get to San Diego. So I might say, yeah. Hey, uh, you around? <laughs> yeah. Surprise. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's good to have a guide because you know, like that's a, there's a whole bunch of people there and a whole bunch of traffic and a whole bunch of things to do. So you get the insider track. Exactly. That's what's yeah. nice about it. It's going to be that. That stuff, baseball related. Then I got to stop in Chicago, so I might catch a Cubs game too. So it's going to be, yeah, you know, back to back. You know, yeah, Cubs, after a couple of weeks, hit up Wrigley. I mean, that's I've never been to Wrigley. I'd love to go to Wrigley sometime. Absolutely, but, yeah. But so obviously, Brian's song is, and I'm not talking the movie Brian's song. Brian's song <laughs> is left field. And obviously he said earlier there will be kind of an announcement when it comes to on the field again for him. Like I said, they will be links to all the social medias or brianrubymusic.com. Besides the new song, is there anything we didn't hit? I think you did a pretty good job. You hit almost everything. 
yeah um, except for that slider that comes in but that's all another thing i know man it always gives me trouble like I'm, i sit on the fastball all day i'm trying i mean hopefully no pitchers listen to this so but so they're gonna know how to get me out but i sit on the fastball all day man i try to hit feet on the heat is what they say so and like uh, i said i want to connect you with jeff and uh gene and unfortunately I was going to make a fastball joke there as far as another friend of the show, Jamie Moyer, because we all know he wasn't the fastest of pitchers. He wasn't the fastest, but man, he was, he could carve, he could carve you up. Like he, he could paint the zone. He could, I didn't think he was throwing like 88, you know, max if, you know, he pitched um, almost until he got his AARP card. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jamie, I didn't say that. I if you text me, Jamie, I'm giving you Brian's number. I'm sorry. It's yeah. I'm sending yeah. all the heat to Brian. No. Yeah. No, but, I would uh, go to uh I would go to Citizens Bank Park. Well, before that, the vet um with my dad as a kid. And um like the the Phillies teams of old, not not that old, but you know, like when they had Tommy in the early 2000s, Bobby Abreu um Utley obviously Rollins up the middle that was uh that was the team I grew up on and got to got to go um in 08 got to go to the World Series uh not the clincher game but um my dad was at the clincher game uh, but I was at one of the uh, one of the other games and uh it was that you know Philly sports near and dear yeah. to my heart I get back when I can. I try to. Um, I got got to an Eagles game uh, last year. Get, try to get to Phillies games. See if I can somehow sneak a Phillies game in this summer. But uh, yeah, I'll put it this way. And I, when it comes to uh, Philadelphia, how do I put this? Uh, Phillies as well. I'm more of a fan of the older guys. Your McGraws. Your yep. Guys like that. I actually saw Bobby Abreu two weeks ago at a uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame Classic in Cooperstown. Oh, really? Yeah, he. That's great. Cool. And I'm looking for a picture because you mentioned his name. Hold on, where yeah. is it? I'm gonna show That's, you here in the chat. Yeah, it was pretty. That, snagged that one of him at the Derby, and he was at the Derby, and I think it was Yankee Stadium when they did that. Yeah, the old Yankee Stadium. For, oh, he yeah. was just on fire at that point. Yeah. Ah, here it is. I'm going to send this to you in the chat because I figured you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. But like I said, Brian Ruby music and all, we're going to have links. So, awesome. Brian, awesome. thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Get to, it's, it's cool, you know, being in Nashville, don't get to talk to that many people from back home. So, this was cool. Right on. This brand is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. 
Philippine Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne, and much more. Littlebean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit BillBeanSoapery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email LittleBeanSoapery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hi, this is Jamie Moyer, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio.